Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and is coming. Amen. Word of God for our special consideration this morning is our second lesson, Romans 16, verses 25 through 27, as printed in your bulletins and already read. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, what now? Lots of people are asking that question these days. 2020 is almost over, but it seems for so many and in so many ways, 2020 seems to have been just one unhappy event or issue after another. The pandemic, politics, unemployment, interrupted educations, lockdowns, looting, masking, murder hornets, forest fires, fallen heroes, protests, and personal problems of all sorts. Breakups, breakdowns, injuries, infections, accidents, operations, family strife, financial struggles, isolation, idleness, and so, so much more. With a new year only 11 days away, we want to think that relief is coming soon. But the way that things have been going, well... Few are willing to assume that those days are going to be free of the kinds of troubles that 2020 is now known for. And when 2021 takes over from 2020, is it going to say, whoa, that's enough of that? (coughs) Or is it going to say, you think that was something? Wait till you see what I have in store. So, what now? The people of God were certainly asking that question as the Old Testament era drew to an end, though they didn't know that that era was almost over. Since the Lord spoke the first promise of a Savior to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, believers had been waiting and waiting and waiting, waiting for Him to come. As the centuries passed, God gave more and more information about the Messiah and what to expect through his prophets, but always his people had to wait and wait for the time to fully come. And while they waited, there were deaths. Every generation passed from this world and there was grief and there was pain. The faithful endured abuse and violence from the faithless, endured a worldwide flood, famine, disease, and slavery. There was warfare, poverty, and and all the tragic effects of idolatry, rebellion, and immoral behavior. They suffered defeat, destruction, and exile, and endless occupations. So even in the better times, the stronger believers would still have asked what new tribulations were coming. What's next? What now? But still, the people of God trusted. They trusted God who had created them who assured them of his love and his care, who rescued them time after time, even leading them out of their slavery in Egypt and giving them a new home in Canaan, even 
delivering them time after time after they sinned against him and suffered the consequences of their turning away. And they trusted God's promises, all of them, because he always kept them, and they knew that he could and he would deliver on them. And as the years, decades, and centuries passed, in good times and bad, the promise that God's people trusted most and the prophecy that they longed most to see fulfilled was the promise of deliverance, the promise of the coming of their Messiah, King, and Savior. And now, now the word of the Lord comes to a young virgin in the humble town of Nazareth. That word comes through the mouth of an angel. Now, he tells her, now the time has come. Now the glory of God's faithfulness, the promise is kept. Now comes the great Messiah, the Son of David, the Son of the Most High, now God is with us, Emmanuel. Now the glory of the power of the Almighty and the glory of the one whose kingdom will never end. That, that was then, that day with Mary and Gabriel in Galilee. And the glory has not gone. Because Jesus did come, just as the angel said he would, and he did everything that was needed to deliver us, just as the prophets said he would. But now, now there is more glory than that to be found in the lives of the faithful, as Paul reminds us in this doxology with which he closes Romans. Now, after our weakness, we are strengthened. After struggling with our sinful flesh that fights against every good and godly desire, after becoming weary from the daily work of living as followers of Christ in a world that wants us to follow its ways, after the exhaustion of labor and lost sleep and of just trying to do what needs to be done, after waking up to a body that simply is not able to do what it was able to do before, after fighting for control of your mind that constantly wanders and fails to focus on the tasks and blessings God has given us now, now God gives us strength. Not because we deserve it, but because He loves us and He loves to give. And now, after our sinning, we are forgiven. After deciding that our ways are better than God's ways and our thoughts better than His thoughts, after making up our own rules for living and changing them as we go along rather than following His unchanging commandments, after putting our desires above others' needs, after thinking of ourselves more highly than we ought, after taking our wives and our husbands for granted, 
disobeying our parents and embittering our children, after devoting more time and resources to the pursuit of pleasure instead of pursuing faith and righteousness, after filling our heads with trash instead of the Word of God, after all of these things, God forgives us for Jesus' sake. We go to Him, we repent of them, and we trust Him for pardon and for peace because that that is why the Father sent us His Son. The Son who then gave Himself as the sacrifice that pays the debt of every sinner's every sin. On the cross, He suffered and died so that no one would ever need to, to suffer and die for his or her own transgressions. So now, now the glory of the gospel and the proclamation of Christ, the, the gospel that Paul preached, the, the gospel that we trust and treasure above all things, the good news of our salvation. And also now, after our estrangement from our Creator, now we are welcomed. The fellowship with God that was lost when Adam and Eve sinned, that fellowship that the unfaithful abandoned, that the heathen never knew, that the hypocrites failed to value, that, that rebels trample in the dirt, that fellowship is gloriously restored through the mission and message of the Messiah. Far from being only the Savior of the physical descendants of Abraham and the King only of the Jews, Jesus is revealed as the Savior of the world and the King of all the universe. What was revealed through the prophetic Scriptures is a mystery made known through the preaching of the Gospel. The mystery that the Gentiles too have Christ as their Redeemer and Lord. So now, now the glory of the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the, the gathering in together of all of our Heavenly Father's children into one glorious family of God with Jesus Himself as our brother, with love and unity and joy among us and in abundance. And again, now, after doubting, and distrust. The faithless are given faith. Faith that trusts in what God has done for us in Jesus Christ, His Son, and faith that receives all of the gifts and blessings that He showers on us by grace. We trust that our sins are forgiven. We rely on the ransom Jesus paid by pouring out His blood on the cross. We count on the eternal life He won for us with His resurrection from the dead. We expect God's wise, loving, and perfect answers to our prayers. We accept that God knows what He is doing in our lives and in the world, and we trust that He will always work all things out for our good because we are His people, the ones He has called to faith in His Son, the ones who will be with Him forever in paradise because of His Son. Which means that now there is no end of glory. 
And it all goes to God. And we are happy to give it as Paul encourages us. Everything that he has done, everything that he is able to do, everything that he has promised to do, all of it is for our good and thus to his glory. Neither you nor I would ever have done what God did after all that had happened and all that we would do. We never would have given our own son to save corrupt, rebellious, and ungrateful people. We never would have figured out a way to both satisfy the demands of justice that sin be paid for and the demands of love that people be saved from death and hell. We never would have planned or or even imagined this coming in flesh, this being born of a virgin, God and man together as one with us in this world to, to, to teach us and to deliver us. Only God is wise enough, just as He is the only one who loves us enough, the only one who is willing enough, the only one who is powerful enough, the only one who is merciful enough to do what He did in sending His Son in distant Galilee, in humble Bethlehem, and ultimately on a cross outside Bethlehem to save this entire earth. So yes, after all of those things, now, now the glory. Now after the waiting, after the struggling, after the trusting, after the the promises, after the preparations, after the sinning, after the longing, after the needing, after the praying, after the struggling, after the trusting, now, now, now we are ready to sing with the herald angels and proclaim joy to the world. Now we invite all the faithful to come, to come and worship, to come and adore. Now, We go and tell it on the mountain for all the world to know that their Savior is here. This glory to God in the highest is what and why the angels sang and and what the shepherds saw and marveled at and what led them to the manger. We sing this glory too. All the time, It's, it's even in our liturgy. Oh, we need this glory. We need it this year and at this time, don't we? After the suffering, the waiting, the boredom, the troubles, the pains, the conflict, the the 2020. We don't need gloom or despair. And we don't need mere happy thoughts or, or pious platitudes. God now gives us exactly what we need to see and feel and hear, to know that He is in control, and to know that He is working all things for our good and for the world's salvation. Now, now Emmanuel comes. So now, now the glory. Now to Him who is able to strengthen you, according to my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, 
according to the revelation of the mystery that was veiled in silence for long ages past, but now has been revealed through the prophetic scriptures and made known to all the Gentiles, in keeping with the command of the eternal God, resulting in the obedience of faith. To God, who alone is wise, be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. Please rise. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Amen.